Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. So we've been talking about faith, and I want to finish up the faith portion today as we talk about this idea of faith is an action. Faith is an action, and as you're in Mark chapter 2, stay right there. I'm going to read to you James 2 real quickly. And it says in James 2, another New Testament book, it's in verse 14 through 17, it reads, What good is it, my brothers, and remember, sisters as well, all right? What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? It's a big question. Can his faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat well, but you do not give them what the body needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. Are you with me today? So I want to go to Mark chapter 2 now, and we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going, to, we're going to see what this looks like, you know, fleshed out in practicality. What does this look like? It's right here in Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2 and verse 1, and it says, When he, and that's Jesus, when Jesus entered Capernaum again, After some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many people gathered together there, uh, so there was no more room, not even in the doorway, and he was speaking the message to them. Come on. Uh, You know, uh, I believe this. I believe that that's a snapshot of Canvas Church. Come on, somebody. Because here at Canvas Church, man, we want people to encounter Jesus. We're going to preach Jesus. We're going to teach Jesus. And when Jesus is in the house, come on, one day that place is going to be filled. Are you with me? And so here it is. Jesus is at home. He's there and he's preaching. Word gets out. And so literally tons of people come, the Bible says, so that you can't even get in. The doorway is jam-packed as he's speaking the message to them. Verse 3. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic carried by four men. Since they were not able to bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above where he was, and when they had broken through, they lowered that mat on which the paralytic was lying. Now, I don't think we're going to do that. I think the theater might get mad. Come on, somebody. All right? We'll figure out the doorway thing, but here it is, man. They break open the roof, and they're lowering down, the Bible says, this paralytic on the bed which he was lying. Verse 5, and seeing their faith. Jesus told the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does he speak like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Now, do I have any movie watchers in here? Does anybody like movies? The rest of you are liars, all right? Come on. It, it, well, let, let me, does anybody like watching Netflix? Come on, somebody. All right, we won't finish that stuff. But you, you know, movies? Netflix, you like watch this show? There is this thing called foreshadowing, right, in, in movies. It's like it's something will happen with a character, and then you know that, oh, this, they're probably going to be alive a little longer. Or you know that if you're watching it and they, they do a bunch of scenes of them up front, oh, this is their last show. They're going to die, right? It's called foreshadowing. This right here in Scripture is called foreshadowing. What they say, they're upset, and they make this statement. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Ding, 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 right? Yeah, they're they're, they're proclaiming, this is foreshadowing. This is Jesus. This is God, and he can forgive sins. Amen? Right away, Jesus understood in, in his spirit that they were thinking like this within themselves and said to them, 
Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, pick up your mat and walk. But so that you know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he told the paralytic, I tell you, get up, pick up your mat and go home. Immediately he got up, picked up his mat and went out in front of everyone. Come on. As a result, they were all astounded and gave glory to God saying, we have never seen anything like this. Amen. Come on, how many of you guys like to see that in church? Oh, I see like three of you now. Like, I don't know, that's the kind of church I want to go to. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray in the next few moments that we have here today that, God, you would just speak to us. Uh, Lord, every single one of here, Lord, would open up their hearts just to receive. God, whether it's the person that's here this morning uh, that's just investigating faith, checking it out for the first time, or for those of us that are here, and this is our home, and and we're going to grow today. Lord, no matter where we're at in that spectrum, I pray that our hearts would be open and we'd receive what you have to say in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Faith faith is an action. Faith Faith is... in action. James declares that faith without works, man, it's really nothing. It's dead. And here we see in this passage here that it wasn't just people coming to a building to, to listen, but they actually put their faith into action. And they brought this guy. Many years ago, my wife and I, we were in Playa del Carmen in Mexico. And uh, we were there uh, for a destination wedding. Anybody ever done a destination wedding before? No, I mean, we, we did, and it was awesome, man. It was like vacation, and we saw somebody get married, and then we vacationed some more. It was, it was pretty cool. And my daughters were real young, and um, one of the days we decided to go over to Cosmel, and so we got on this ferry, went over to Cosmel, and, and we were over there and hanging out with kind of the wedding party, and we thought we were going to get something to eat, so we found this restaurant, and we turned around for maybe, I don't know, maybe just a brief moment, and Cara, who was, who was approaching three at the time, um, she just escaped somehow, and um, we didn't realize it, but all of a sudden, we're just talking with it, and all of a sudden, we hear this crash, this big crash, and all of a sudden, we turn around real quick, and we're like, where's Cara at? And then all of a sudden, we hear, Wah! right? Anybody have kids? Probably sounded a little, little worse than that, but, and we just knew. It's like, you know, it's like, no, that's our daughter, right? You know that your, your kids cries, and so we went running over, and what had happened was, is, is as we were trying to figure out where we're going to eat, she already decided where we're going to eat, and she slipped into this restaurant that was right there. And uh, they had these big bistro tables, and she had, she had climbed up on one of the, 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 the stools, and um, she was having a hard time, so she grabbed onto the table, and she started to fall, and she pulled the table back on herself. Oh, come on, work with me now. Ah, oh, come on, okay, All right? And the table crushed her arm. And I mean, I picked, I ran in there, picked up the table, glass was shattered everywhere. People are like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know who she is. She's not my daughter. Yeah. I don't want to look like the bad dad, right? And so I, so I pick her up and I look at her arm and her arm was like a U, right, right where the table landed. And there happened to be a, a pediatrician on this, on this trip with us and, and the, the pediatrician was like, I oh, know, that, that looks broken to me. And so man, I just grabbed my daughter and I hold her tight and as I'm squeezing on her, I'm just praying, man. I'm just praying, Lord, heal her body. God, let it not be broken. God, would you touch her? I mean, I was at this moment, I was praying with the tongues of men and angels. Come on, somebody. Right? I, I didn't, it didn't matter what was coming out. I was just like, this girl, we are in Mexico. I don't know anything about the healthcare in Mexico, okay? Only horror stories that I've heard. And I'm thinking, my God, like, what's happening? I'm like, how could you, babe? Right? <laughs> don't look at me like that. Come on, every husband in here knows what I'm talking about right now, right? 
You just want to blame some like, like whose, whose fault is this? And why did they make the tables like that? What's happening? I'm praying over I'm freaking out, and I'm like, we got to do something. All of a sudden, I see a taxi. No, it's uh, now Katie's aunt sees a taxi, hails the taxi, and I just jump in this taxi, and I'm praying over her. And all of a sudden, I look next to me, and my wife isn't next to me. It's her aunt next to me. And I'm like, where's my wife, right? <laughs> I don't even know where we're going. I don't speak Spanish. She doesn't speak Spanish. I don't know if the cab driver understands a thing I'm saying because I'm speaking with the tongues of angels. Are you with me? I'm just praying, and we're just like, hospital, hospital, hospital. And, and so we get there. Now I'm just praying over my daughter this whole entire time. I am literally, I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm pretty sure that I, I freaked out uh, Katie's aunt because, I, once again, I don't know what was coming out of my mouth at the time. I'm just praying. I'm just praying. By the time we get to the hospital, my, my daughter, she settles down a little bit. And by the time she's seen, that you was gone. That you was gone. And, and, and they, they, they do the x-rays and all this stuff, and they're like, you know, we're not, we're not, it doesn't look like it's broken, but it's, it's, you know, it's obviously, you know, damaged, a little bit hurt, and so they just cast it up, and literally two days later, our little three-year-old ripped that thing off when it was playing in the ocean. Come on, somebody. Come on. See, you, if that was your kid, you'd be cheering right now. Because it's somebody else's kid, you're a little skeptical about the story, I'm telling you. Well, Okay. And you know what? I, I realized something in that moment that it was my love for my daughter that caused me to pick her up and have compassion and to pray over her. But it was my faith in the doctors that got me to the hospital. It was not, it was not my love for doctors that took me there. It was, it was literally my faith in the medical system, even if it was in Mexico, that they can do something for. It was my love that, that swooped her up and put her in my arms, but it was my faith in where I was taking her to her that they could help her. And right here in this story, because I believe this with all my heart, right here in this story, we see love in action and we see faith in action. But listen to me now. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 13. Give yourself to these three things, faith, hope, and love. And yes, love is the greatest because it's what the people are seeing. But oftentimes what people see as love, he sees as faith. And right here in this story, Listen to me now. Everybody else looking around at these four dudes that are carrying this guy, they are looking like, man, these, these people love this dude. Man they, they, man, they love him. Man, they must really care about him. But yet when Jesus sees him, he says, I see their faith. Are you with me today? Now listen to me. Paul says it. Faith, hope, and love. Man, if you want to make a hope sandwich, come on, somebody. You need faith and you need love. Because listen to me now, when you put your faith in Christ Jesus, but you begin to love your community, you bring hope to a world that needs it. You bring hope to a world that needs it. And you don't have to look around very far to realize that we need some hope right now. Are you with me? How are we gonna bring it? Now we're gonna bring it by putting our faith in Jesus Christ and we're going to bring it by loving on people. And when they see, man, that we're loving on them, but our faith is in him, it's going to cause hope to rise in our, in our city. Do you believe that today? I believe that with all my heart. And it was in that moment, man, I realized, man, I love my daughter. I can't do anything for her. And I put some faith into the medical system. These people are walking out. Man, I believe this is a snapshot of the church. Look, I mean, Jesus is there. The word is being preached. People are coming. Man, it's jam-packed like Canvas Church. Come on, somebody. Message is being preached. And I love this. 
Because you know what? The church, man, isn't just a place of instruction. The church is a place of healing and of restoration. I believe that with all my heart. I believe, listen, you, 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 got, to, you got to hear this because in Isaiah 61, the Bible is, is, is literally prophesying about Jesus who's going to come in the New Testament. And it says that he is anointed to preach good news to the poor and to bring healing to the brokenhearted. Listen, that's the anointing that's on Jesus. That's the anointing that's on the church. We are here, church, to bring healing to people. And these guys understood that. And so they weren't just about like, yeah, we're not just going to go and listen. We're not just going to go and learn. No, we're going to go and we're going to bring some hurting people to Jesus. Hey, man, I'm telling you right now, there is no greater time to be alive and be a part of the, uh, the church of Jesus Christ than right now. Because you don't have to look very far to find some hurting people. As a matter of fact, you can probably look right down your row right now and there's some hurting people. And we as the church, we're going to carry them to Jesus. Amen? Amen. These dudes understood it. And the church is blowing up. People are getting healed. What did Jesus see? I want to look at this real quickly. What is it that Jesus saw? Because I really believe this. I believe that, that what the world sees is love. And they need to see that, right? The Bible talks about it in John. They will know that we are Christians, believers, by the way we love one another and by the way we love our community. They'll see our good works and they'll glorify our Father who is in heaven, right? But Jesus looked down or uh, Jesus looked up at them and said, man, I like their faith. And because of their faith, which is a powerful thought when you think about it, it wasn't even the faith of the guy laying on the mat. Come on, it was the faith of the church. Are you with me? It's the faith of the church that was able to change somebody's life. Amen. What did Jesus see that he, 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 he caused him to call it faith? I just want to give you a few things real quickly. Uh, what did Jesus see? First thing I noticed right here is I believe he saw selflessness. People working for others. He saw selflessness. I mean, they're, they're there. This paralytic, he can't get there on his own. The word paralyzed literally means to be brought to a place of stoppage or inability to act for oneself. He's, he's had a place where he can't do anything for himself. He can't even get himself to the place where Jesus is at. And so what does Jesus see? Jesus sees the church being selfless, not thinking about self, not putting self first, which is a really powerful thought when you think about it. Now listen to me, as, I, as we're discussing this, uh, we, 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 we may or may not carry real paralyzed people in here, but there are people paralyzed in their faith. There are people that are, that are literally like even, maybe that's not even faith, but they're just at a place of like, what's going on in our world? What is happening? You would think, and I shared this last week, and you think after last Tuesday, like the sky is falling after election day, right? Like it is over. People need hope. People need hope. And so there are people that are paralyzed in some area of their life. And these guys are so selfless that they grab this guy. And they say, man, we're going to get you to Jesus. It's our love for you, but it's our faith in him that's going to cause hope to rise in you. It's paralyzed. Selfless. And so I love it. They grab him and they get him and they bring him to Jesus. This is what Galatians 5.13 says. Galatians 5.13 declares, For you were called to be free, brothers. 
and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh or for yourself, but serve one another through love. Wow. Serve one another. That's, that's selfless. That's selfless. What, what would happen if we as the church, because you're the church, and we said, you know what? It's not about me. I, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my part to carry some people to Jesus. I'm gonna do my part. And what, what is your part? What is your part? I mean, th these guys' part was literally picking up a natural mat and carrying them. But what's our part? Do you know that what these people were doing on stage today, they weren't doing it for themselves, right? You know the team that gets here at seven o'clock in the morning? Come on, somebody, where are you guys at? They're, they're too tired. They're, get them some coffee, right? They didn't come here at, at, at seven to set up for themselves. Are you with me? The people serving your kids right now over in the kids' classes, wiping snot off their nose. Come on, somebody. Okay? Changing diapers before you pick them up. Are we allowed to do that? Do they change diapers? Yeah. Changing diapers. I just wanted to check real quick. I, don't, I would totally be serving in there, but I'm doing this, so. Right? Like, they're not doing it for themselves. What are they doing? They are doing it. That's their part of living selfless so that people can experience the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because of what they did, essentially, you got carried here today so you can encounter him. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor. Right? What would happen if we all said, man, when's it my turn? If I lived selfless and said, you know what, sign me up. Sign me up. Because remember, the crowds are coming. We're going to have to go to two services. I guess not. I guess we're not ready yet. No, I only heard one cheer. We're not ready yet to go to two services, so. <laughs> we should get the decibel reader out and go by that. <laughs> Who wants a second service? <laughs> okay, no, we're not there yet. All right. Man, they were selfless. Man, this is so powerful. Because you know what? I want the church full of jacked up people. I want the church full of people that are coming in on mats spiritually, naturally, that are broken. Because isn't that why Jesus came? He's anointed to bring healing to the brokenhearted. Man, I want to see, I want this place to be. Listen to me. There are a lot of jacked up people out there. I know. I was, I was driving here today, and I realized it. Come on, somebody. Right? They need Jesus. No, we need, we need more selfless people. We need more people that are saying, you know what? It's not about me. Man, I'm not here for me. Man, yeah, I'm going to grow, and I'm going to learn, and I'm going to love on Jesus, and we're going to have some incredible worship. Come on. But you know what? What part can I do? What part can I do like these guys so that somebody could experience or encounter Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I mean, I, I think about it for a moment. What, what if these guys were like, were like, you know, like, nah, Matt Carrion is not like within my ministry potential. Okay, we're getting a little too personal now, right? Carrying a mat, not really my gift set. I'm, I'm a little better at carrying the shofar, right? I'm a little bit better at 
I don't know, this mat carrying's not my thing. So maybe you can find a different minister. Or, you know, I don't know, you know, I was carrying a mat, but I just realized I, was, I, was, I, was, I wasn't really doing it for God. And so I just need to stop carrying mats for a while because I just need to get my focus right again. That'll make a pastor cuss right there. In his mind, all right, he won't say it, but he'll think it. What do you? Listen, we're not carrying mats with hurting people. We're not doing it for God. We're doing it for the person that's hurting. It's getting quiet. I better move on. That's, it's never a good sign of church when it gets quiet, right? It's like time to I better go to point two quickly. Man, what if we just, it's not about me. I'm going to live. Yeah, it's not my gift set, but you know what? Someone's lying on it and needs Jesus. So I'm going to pick up my corner of the mat and I'm going to carry it. Amen. Amen. Man. Number two, I see this. This is a good one. I see people with passion. I see people with passion. You know, you know what I love? I know what I loved about bringing in Chris uh, this weekend. I loved his heart and his passion. And this is, as I sat with him at lunch yesterday, I realized that it's not just his passion for, for music. It's not a passion. He's just a passionate guy. Like, he interrupted the teaching moment at the worship workshop to find out if his football team won. Come on, somebody. That's passion, right? That's pa He's just a passionate person. Man, we sat at lunch, and he was talking about who's your team. And Man, we were, it's passion just flowing. That's, I love that, and I want that to get on everyone. Passion, man. These people were passionate. How do, how do you see passion? These people were not only working for others, but come on, they were working through obstacles. See, let me tell you this. We have a preference problem in our society. What do you mean by that, Pastor? If things don't go the way we prefer them to go, we're gone. Just look at last week. <laughs> look at the news. <laughs> We have a preference problem. And because I prefer it to be a certain way, and then it's not, then I'm checked out. I'm done. Like, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go any further. It's not, you know, I came to Canvas, but you know what? Man, there was like this loud humming noise when the girl was up there. The, excuse me, the lady was up there. Sorry, baby, just the girl, my girl. Was up there doing the, it was like there was like a freight train going. I'm just, you know what? That just bothered me. I prefer that not to happen, you know? You know, I, I, the, the, the coffee they're serving, it's okay, but I prefer. Well, now I'm stepping on somebody's toes, right? Now, I don't really, I'm not really into the, the fake glory cloud coming out of the black machine over there. Don't really, not my preference. And so, I don't know, you know? We, we have a preference problem. Think about these guys. It, they're, 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 they're happy. They're, they're probably skipping the mat to Jesus until they get to the door. Did you like my skip? My wife's telling me not to skip. Oh, you want me to save that for home? All right, okay. They're, they're probably they're like, we're going to Jesus, man. We're going to get you to Jesus. Oh, man. It's like we showed up at Canvas Church. It's packed. Like, what's happening? What are we, we going to do? You know what preference says? Preference says that's, we tried. 
I mean, we, we, we got here. But you know what passion does? See, listen to me. Your passion better be bigger than your preference. Your passion better override your preference because if not, you are gonna stop short of what God has for you every single time. Wow, that's like, yeah, that's, that's tweetable. Yeah. Chris said so. Tweet it. Listen, if your passion is not, because here's the thing. I've, I've talked with people that say, you know, I want, I want to be transformed by God. What you're saying is, is I want to change. But if I put it in those words, you're like, I don't, I don't like change. Change freaks me out. Change, I got to move, what change? I want to be transformed by God. But listen to me, no change happens in our life without a challenge. You've tried it. The gym or the pill? Pill. Am I, am, I, am I telling truth today or what? But if you really want change, there's going to be a challenge. And so we can pray, yeah, God, I want to grow. And I like that idea. I want passion in my life. And all of a sudden, the opportunity arises for you to prefer something or to have passion and rise above it. And it's their passion as they're skipping in, I won't stop, as they're walking in with a limp because they're gangster. What? And they get there and they realize. <laughs> Come on, it's, it's okay to have fun in church, right? All right. Come, we got freight chains coming through. We got pastor being weird. We got. They get there, and it's their passion. It doesn't matter what obstacle is in front of me. It doesn't matter what challenge I face because I have a passion deep down inside of me that is burning, that causes me to rise above the challenges that are in front of me. And it's that passion that causes them to go up and rip off the roof. That is passion. What if we had some people that had some passion? Some we're, we're we're in a theater, and we are going to feel it. It doesn't matter. Man, we're going to grow, and we're going to see Jesus Christ, you know, glorified in this place. And if we have to be out here at 1230 so they can show a movie, so be it. We'll, 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 we'll pitch in, and we'll tear down, and we'll do it again next week because we're going we're gonna to create a space and a place for people to encounter Jesus. Amen. Amen. Passion. Man, I love passion. You can ask my wife. I'm a passionate person, too. Like, I'm just... I'm, I'm just crazy most of the time, all of the time. Hmm. You don't have to, you don't have to, I mean, listen to me, that's why the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah. It's a passion burning inside of me. What is it that caused Jesus to look and say, man, they got faith. I believe it was their selflessness. I believe it was their, their passion. There's some other verses written down. You can look those up later. Lastly, and I'll, I'll just close with this one. I, I believe he saw unity. He saw unity. He not only saw a church that was willing to be selfless and bring some hurting people. He not only saw a church that, that had some passion that was able to rise above some obstacles. Look, I believe those obstacles are just opportunities to see what's in our heart. But I believe he also saw a church with unity. With unity. 
It wasn't one dude. You know, he didn't need to, I mean, the story would be completely different. And there came one man with a paralyzed dude thrown over his shoulder. And there would be no skipping in that case. There would be no gangster walking. It would be like walking dead style, right? Like, dude, man, I'm, we're almost there. The story would be completely different. But the story intentionally mentions that there was one guy carried by four other guys. And to get four guys to agree upon anything is a miracle. <laughs> Who's your favorite team? <laughs> we should go eat here. No, we should eat here. And they'll take three hours discussing where they should eat. And then they're hangry. And it's like, what? Right? Four guys. The Bible intentionally mentions it. Why four of them? Because last time I checked, there are only four corners on a mat. If there would have been like an octagon-shaped mat, is octagon eight? Is that eight? There would have been eight dudes. I just want to make sure I'm preaching truth here. All right? I don't want to say like octagon. There's like five dudes. It's like, no, it's not an octagon, Pastor. That's wrong. I'm leaving. I don't like this church. I prefer, I prefer something different. My passion is quench now because you're horrible preaching. Right? Four corners, four dudes. Everybody has a corner. Listen to me. You have a corner here at Canvas Church. And I want to say this in the most positive way possible. Go to your corner. <laughs> right? Just repeat what your mom and dad used to tell you when you were little. Go to your corner. Okay? But see it with a smile. Go to your corner. Walk. What if all of us lived selfless and with passion and found a corner at our church and said, you know what? I can do that. I, I can play the piano and I can play the guitar and I can serve in kids and, and I, I, can, I can greet somebody at a door. And, and yeah. Is somebody with me? And you're like, Pastor, you haven't hit my, you haven't hit my preference yet. Okay? Yeah, find your corner. And if all of us just find our corner and pick it up and begin to carry some people that are hurting because it's not about, it might be about, maybe you're the hurting one. Let somebody know. Tell some, maybe your corner right now is, Pastor, I'm hurting. Good, find your corner so we can pick you up and carry you to Jesus. Man, pastor preaching good today. Seriously. I mean, how did they know the dude was paralyzed? I mean, if he was just like laying there with a blanket over, hey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I haven't seen you walking. I like to lay around. Why? It's comfortable. Because I can't feel anything. I'm paralyzed. Right? Let somebody know. I'm hurting right now. You are? I will help carry you to Jesus right now. That's the whole point of our small groups. Get plugged into a small group. I've, I'm telling you right now, I have people in the hallway that I talk to. How are you doing? I'm not doing that good. What's going on? Well, maybe we can get together sometime. And I'm like, well, maybe you can go to a small group. Because last time I checked, I have a family too. And I'd like to spend time with them. 
would happen? What would happen? Somebody getting something out of this this morning? Come on. Go to your corner. Find your corner. Now walk in unity. Now live with some passion and think about others. Because I'm telling you, when we do that, Christ will look down and say, because of your faith canvas church, I'm going to heal San Diego. Because of your faith canvas church, I'm going to do a miracle in that person. Because of your faith canvas church, I'm going to, I'm going to open up some blind eyes. I'm going to heal some broken hearts. I'm going to restore some marriages. I'm going to, I'm going to minister to some children. I'm going to do something because of your faith, because you were selfless, because you walked in unity, and because you had some passion. I'm going to touch your city like never before. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is incredibly awesome. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.